you know, we're going to have different folks on the week, but for the first, the week, uh, these are two of the guys that I talk about these kinds of things with more than any other, uh, humans. So I'm really glad to be joined by Josh Youssef and Blake Rogers. It's good to be here for the inaugural episode of the week. You know, we've been talking about having this since like September, I think. Yeah. Uh, and we just kind of haven't pulled the plug, but what a week it's been and probably what a week we're about to have. Yeah. And so it just seemed like the appropriate time to launch the week, obviously in the midst of a, a crisis an epidemic. I mean, something like certainly we have never seen before. I mean, I guess there are people living that lived through World War II or maybe some of the intense parts of the Cold War. Um, I think of like the Cuban Missile Crisis maybe felt a little similar to this, mm-hmm. but most people alive right now yeah. have never really experienced anything quite like this. I mean, even the recession that we went through or September 11th even just felt so much smaller than this. Um, it felt very serious, but it didn't, and obviously for people living in New York right. or people living, you know, near the Pentagon or something, but for the whole world, this feels so big and weighty and confusing. And uh, so I think it's a really good thing for us Mm -hmm. to be talking about this week. Yes. There's a couple of things though, just as we kind of think about this as Christians, the the discussion that I feel like I'm having uh, more than any other and, and kind of what we want to do today is talk about some big level things and then some more personal things. But the discussion that I think I'm having more than any other is like, what is the right thing to do? Do, do, do you super lock down quarantine, even though it's going to totally wreck the economy seemingly for, you know, the better part of the year? Or do you kind of let the economy run, risking that people would be infected? Um, I mean, I'll be honest, like, I'm glad I don't hold the responsibility of actually making these decisions because it's a very, very weighty thing to think about. Mm-hmm. There's going to be a human life cost on either side. I think it's hard to know definitively Mm -hmm. what those are on either side. Um, But I do think this is a time, if we're thinking about these things as Christians, how do you think about these things as Christians, where you can apply? I mean, the only thing I know to apply is like just war theory, uh, where you're saying, okay, this is these actions, even though we know they're going to cost human lives, are going to cost fewer human lives than if we take these actions or these actions that we know they're going to inhibit human well-being, they're going to inhibit human well-being in a less dramatic way than, than this way. And so I, I don't know if our job here is to say which, which course of action is the appropriate one, yeah. but I think maybe how, do, how should Christians be thinking about uh, kind of this quarantining moment we're in? Yeah, I think it's very, um, very complicated. And I think, um, you know, one of the differences in our present situation and just war theory is at least in war, there is a visible, tangible enemy that is out there that you can, you know, it's kind of easier to be active. Yeah. Yeah. Like there are like, you know, what's next, like, you know what to do, you know, who to go after, whatever. Um, this is the invisible enemy and, uh, and, and it's out there and we don't know where 
but we know that like we have a responsibility uh, to be as loving as possible. Um, and so I think how Christians should think through this should certainly, um, I think the filter is, you know, love God, love man. And so as we look to God, as we see his care for us, his love for us, um, we're going to demonstrate the same kind of God-like love that we've experienced to those around us. And that means doing things that are uncomfortable, um, doing things that are inconvenient. Yes, you know, not like um, cowardice or anything like that, but courageously doing the things that will inconvenience us for a time um, in a way that will, will result in the preservation of life for most. Right, yeah. Uh, Josh, anything to add to that? Yeah, you know, um, I think you and I were talking about this the other day. I'm reading that book by Brian Fickert, Becoming Whole, and he talks about the church in the West has adopted Western naturalism. That's yes. that's our default right now. Is when we have a problem, we go to a doctor, we go to a scientist, we we look to the world for answers. Now, God's given us doctors, God's given us scientists, He's given us minds, but you know, the thing is, is that we, we rarely oftentimes go to the Lord first when there's a problem. We go to a Western, a, 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 a temporal answer. And I feel like we're now at a point where we have to go to the Lord. Yeah. We're, we're going to be driven to our knees. Uh, I think the Lord is using this to drive us to our knees. He, we ought to be driven to our knees because this is, this is high stakes. Well, I, so I think there's two things there. Number one, this kind of echoing on what both y'all said. Number one, I think, to your point, Blake, like there, there may not be a visible enemy here. We may not be like a vac- vaccine doctor, but there are things that we can do. Mm-hmm. And I think that leads us to the next thing that I want to talk about, which is kind of the creativity that I think is true of Christians. Like Christians understand that we're made in the image of a creator God. We should be creative people. Um, but Josh, to your point, like, I think one of the most appropriate things that we can do is to pray, to call out to God. I mean, if we really believe in the sovereignty of God in this, then God is sovereign. God is in control. He is going to use this. We should be seeking how is he using this. And of course, we should be calling on him to to bring, to, to show his mercy, to display his mercy uh, in the face of something that is, um, you know, whether direct judgment or not, it's evidence of a fallen world. It's it's evidence of a broken world. It's mm-hmm. evidence of a world that is displaced and out of order, as in some way all uh, all viruses are. But I do just want to urge you, kind of back to that first point, to be creative at this point. I think that's something that Christians do, to work hard. Christians should be active. So if your tendency now is to like pull away and be passive, again, it's a, it's a weird thing to, to talk about. The, the most active thing that you can do may be to limit your social interaction. The most active thing that you can do may be to think of creative ways to keep your family happy and whole at home. But that is something you can do, as I think of like a wartime, like there were rubber drives, right? Maybe everybody couldn't go to the battlefield, but you could go find tires Mm -hmm. and go bring them somewhere so that there could be supplies. Uh, I even think like for us as a church, we've been thinking about how do we put our church online, you know, for Josh or you, how do, how do you keep your ministry going? Because there are still persecuted Christians out there. So how are you continuing to serve those cases in a more creative way? And I think obviously that's what I'm doing. That's what we're doing. 
that applies in a thousand different ways to people around us. So yeah, I mean, how, how are some things or maybe even just practically, what are some like creative things that people ought to be doing uh, in the face of this? How can we stay active? Well, I mean, this is a global thing. So even all of our staff across the Middle East have been largely quarantined. So from Morocco all the way to Iraq, they've all been stuck in their homes and apartments. Um, many of them have taken to social media to minister to people through that, through this time. And so that's certainly creative uh, in the sense that they're not going to just sit and watch Netflix all day, but they're actually out they're engaging with people. One of our guys, I told you this the other night, one of our guys in Lebanon led a, a man, yeah. a Muslim man, <clears throat> to the Lord just through Facebook. So, but now we're starting to see this week, at least, they're starting to get out of their homes and realize we can't, we've got to get out there. So one of our team members sent us a picture of them wearing masks and doing food distribution to people That's awesome. in Syria. They don't have a Costco. They don't have a Walmart. They have hardly any medical infrastructure at all. This is it. They're, they're being fed through Christians getting out of their homes and risking getting the virus themselves. You know, that's great perspective. I mean, at least we live in the United States where they have tons of delivery services and all of these things that, um, that we can keep using. We have these massive stores. We have, I mean, we have yeah. a really good infrastructure actually to keep something available, to keep things available. We have government bailouts. I mean, the government's going to be sending a lot of people money and resources. Mm -hmm. You live in a third world country through this. First of all, your jobs are out because you're a supplier of economies that are shut down. And then secondly, um, there's no kind of infrastructure to protect you. So mm -hmm. we actually have a lot to be grateful for, even in kind of the United States of America in this time. Mm -hmm. I know we can off, we can be kind of annoyed by this or hurt or hurt by this, but yeah. um, there's actually a lot of provision that we still do have. Right. Paying taxes is annoying, but there are benefits. That's right. That's yeah. right. Mm -hmm. So I want to talk about some of the right kinds of things to be doing during this time. I mean, how would you advise like, okay, Think like a Christian at a macro level at this time. What what should we be doing? What what are the right kinds of signals that we should be taking? Mm -hmm. I think you know a lot of people are, you know, for whatever wherever whatever state you find yourself in. Some have very very restrictive like guidelines right now. Some have less restrictive. Some are going to have more restrictive, so on and so forth. And so like whatever the case is, you're probably spending more time at home. Probably. Right. And, um, and while that is not normal and while that is uh, inconvenient a lot of times to getting things done with work, um, I would say, look at it, look at the bright side with it. How often are you forced into a situation where you get to spend a lot of time with your kids? And so for the dads out there, how are you being intentional with, um, the now design time that you have in your home with your family. How are you loving your wife? How are you leading them through it? Um, they will develop thought patterns about this. They will watch you and your response and they'll be shaped by it. And so be intentional to help them think through um, what the coronavirus and what a pandemic is and, and what is the right Christian response to that. Um, I think we bear responsibility in that. Um, and so, and then from there, you know, outside the home and concentric circles, you know, God gives us the ministry 
We have to, we have to lead ourselves um, to more faithful service. We have to lead our families to more faithful service. And then hopefully like extending those uh, concentric circles out, like we're looking to find ways to serve our neighbors, mm-hmm. getting creative, um, especially uh, elderly neighbors. Um, and so I would say like just focus it on those, uh, those, those circles of responsibility that God's given us. I think it's a great time to be loving on your neighbors, even just make you making phone calls. I mean, everybody is mm-hmm. angsty right now. Everybody yeah. is fearful and high strung. And, and just to have a phone call from somebody that's calm and hopeful yeah. is incredibly helpful. Yeah. And, and like, think about the age of social media that we have. Oh, like you amazing. Can, you can have FaceTime and FaceTime. Zoom yeah. And, you, you can connect with people without being with them. And that's something like we built our society on right now. And so, um, you know, there are ways that you can be intentional in pursuing people during this time. Yeah. Some, you know, some of our best friends, uh, the, the man, Chris Maduri, some of y'all know him, he's a doctor and we had a date. I'm using air quotes here with him on Friday night over zoom. He can't get sick. He's obviously in the hospital. So he's just very restrictive in terms of who he's connecting with, which we totally get. Um, but we had a date over Zoom, and it was a lot of fun. It was great. It was a kind of a creative way to continue to do something normal. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, I think for Chris and I, we're like working, we're at it. Our wives are at home. We're going to talk about that in a little bit. Now they've become homeschool mothers. Emily, she's well suited for this, but mm-hmm. us public school folk, man, we're we're uh, we are having to learn a whole new battle here. But. Uh, so for, for the wives, it was incredibly encouraging, and I was really glad that we were able to do it. I think that was the thing that we could do to be active, um, even in the midst of this. I think I think just another thing, too, Blake, to, to kind of your point, like people, I, I want my kids to be the kind of people, I want to be the kind of person that when like Goliath's out on the battlefield, that I'm like, all right, who's this uncircumcised, you know, Philistine, like, we're going to go get him. Like when, when there's evil in the camp, when there's a crisis in the camp, like I trust the Lord. I'm going to be wise, right? but I'm going to be, I'm going to go get it. I'm going to go attack it. I'm going to lean into it and I'm going to hopefully serve others. And and that's what I want my kids to see. I don't want to be the kind of person that shrinks back and waits for someone else to solve the problem. I'm not a vaccine doctor. I'm not a scientist, but there are things that I can do. Mm-hmm. And I think you're right. I'm creating some of those rhythms in the D's house right now that I hope like, you know, Amriana for sure. Hopefully John Kellis maybe remember for a long time. They're going to remember this for yeah. a long time. Yeah. And this is, um, I, and I know that like, this is just an adage, like your kid when, you know, there's so much in the home that is taught, but most of what your kids take away from the home is caught, right? Mm-hmm. It's just something that they kind of see you doing. It's a pattern um, it's not you sitting down and saying, hey, two plus two is four. Rather, it's like, what were your rhythms of the family? What were the what were the values of the family that they will then catch and take with them uh, throughout their lives? And this is one of those times where I think there's profound impact. I'll tell you something Emily did last night. She, she found in our basement a bag full of uh, individually wrapped hand sanitizer. Uh, I don't know why we have this. It's like 50 to 100 of these little hand sanitizer packets. You've been getting ready. I would know. It was, I think, you know, she must've bought it years ago and it just sat in storage. She's like, what do we do with these things? I said, I don't know. So she said, well, what if we took like the Christ covenant website 
and we attached it to the hand sanitizer and like dropped it in people's mailboxes. It's amazing. Like, go and you, Sunday morning you can watch live or watch on demand. Um, people are stuck in their homes. They're on their computers. This is this. There's no greater opportunity than to sort of promote you awesome. know, that yeah. to them. So she's working on that today. That's and awesome. She's also working on kind of banana bread and hey, things like shout that. Shout out neighbors. to Emily Yusuf. Yeah. I know she's always Church member she's of the week thinking. award right yeah. there. Always thinking. Well, I mean that's awesome. And and how uh, giving away hand sanitizer right now is like giving away gold right that's now. Right. Toilet, but toilet paper is the next thing we got. You know, I went to <laughs> I went to the store. We were we went up on a hike on Saturday. I went into a Walmart because we just didn't have any hand sanitizer, and I was like, we just need some. The, the whole soap aisle at Walmart, wiped. empty, wiped. And there was like one like weird smelling soap that I bought. And instead of using hand sanitizer, I literally gave every kid a little pump. And then I got a couple of bottles of water that they had to wash their hands with. But uh, anyway, um, well, let's, let's talk about being at home. I mean, how should you think if you're like Paige? Um, and again, I hate to speak for, for her, for Emily or whoever, but how should you think if you're at home trying to educate your children right now, um, you know, not you know, spending a lot more time at home than you normally do? Um, I don't know. Any thoughts or comments on that? Um, you, you, you should probably just set the expectation that the kids are going to have a lot of energy. <laughs> I mean, even Cannon, like, it, you know, we he's a part of the First Baptist Smyrna um, day school there he goes Monday through Thursday and uh, he actually gets out a ton of energy from 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. there that he like has stored up and so um, just know like your kids are going to be full of life and energy during this time they are uh, largely unaffected by what's going on in the world they they care about Legos and and that Mm -hmm. kind of stuff and and they're just going to go wild they're going to make a mess and so just kind of temper your expectations to like you know what? This is this is a season, and we'll get through it. And it won't. It may not be as orderly as we hoped, but uh, but we're gonna love our kids. We're gonna give them creative outlets in the home, and and uh, we're gonna deal. I, I like what Blake said. The fact that um, you know our kids are watching, and they're gonna they're gonna remember. Are they gonna Are they gonna remember that Daddy was on his phone on Twitter like for four hours a day, keeping up with this virus, or? was he spending time with them? And I think that's a challenge for me because it's it's tempting to want to kind of consume a lot of news at this time. But I also think, you know, there's some people out there that are like, well, your kids, you know, maybe they'll learn a new language and they'll read all these books. It's like, they may not, you know? I mean, they may all come out of the backyard yeah. after eight hours of playing and they yeah. all look like pig pen. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. you know? Well, and that's another thing that's kind of tricky in this is like we got a lot of neighborhood kids, and I don't know, like some of them, their parents are like, okay with my kid, like touching their kid. I mean, I'm serious. Right. Like when I say like touching, I mean like playing with the same ball just to be clear there, but yeah. like, um, some are not. Right. And, and so that's been a little hard to navigate and even just to have the conversation with my kids about that. Um, so I, I just, you know, I think the best thing I can say here is I totally agree with you, Blake. It's a season. But it's a tough season, and and I just would want you to hear from me just a lot of compassion, mm-hmm. but I think it's a fight. I mean, this is kind of like we're talking about going to war and being active. To 
to, to, to ask what we're asking of a lot of these mothers now, especially like our public school mothers have no experience with homeschool. And then we're saying like, you have to teach them all of this information. Uh, it's a lot. And yeah. I obviously want to be a good steward up here, but I want to be a good steward at home too. Mm-hmm. And I think for, you know, for men that are continuing to work, we just need to realize like, this is, there's a lot being asked of us right now. And, um, but to your point, Joshua, we just got to keep leaning in, keep fighting for it. And it's a time for our kids to mature. They're probably not going to learn a language. Your probably best hope is they won't fall further behind in school than they normally would have. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's going to be a, I think there's going to be a net positive gain from this. Um, but yeah, it's, it's just, uh, I think we should be praying for one another and we should be fighting sin together because we are prone to sin. And I think that was something that, that we were just going to talk about what fear and pressure can do in our hearts. It can, it can actually lead us to a lot of sin. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I think I told you this. Uh, there was some study that said that the last week, you know, porn uh, consumption has gone way up. Um, and I think, um, you know, when men don't have sports to watch or they're not out playing golf or whatever, maybe that's that's the temptation, right? And Or drinking, you know, like I think there's a tendency to want to maybe consume more alcohol during a, mm-hmm. you know, a difficult, challenging time. How do we sort of uh, abstain from some of those things and moderate others? Um, I think that's important. Mm-hmm. I think just realizing when you're fearful, when you're frustrated – when you're lonely, uh, when, you know, your, your propensity to sin is high. And so I just think like being aware of the human heart in this mm-hmm. time and continuing to stay active in the rhythms of grace that God's given us, like accountability, like Bible study and prayer. And, and we can say all we want, oh, you have all this time to study your Bible. But, you know, that's still a discipline in this time. What we're proving is our, uh, our resistance to those things is not a time issue. It's a hard issue, um, but you just got to stay active in those rhythms of grace because um, because you're 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 prone to a lot of evil things uh, in a season like this. Yeah, like you had a thought about sports. Yeah, um, just what are what are men doing now? That they have They're not checking to watch, ESPN.com. You know, um, I know that you know. <laughs> Even uh, yesterday, I guess they played the national championship from last year on on. Uh, the in, the basketball tournament on uh, CBS or ESPN, I don't know. Yeah. And, um, I mean, so sports are still out there. You you know the outcome, but, you know, we're not as enthralled as we would have been had the Masters been coming we were, up in a couple of weeks and tournament going on right now. And we watched a little dodgeball last night. Dodgeball. USA versus Canada. I did not know the outcome because I don't keep up with dodgeball, but it was pretty intense. Yeah, I, and I guess, um, I don't know, what are you guys doing? Well, I, I have been encouraged that a lot of people are outside and a lot of people yeah. are seeming to be active. And mm-hmm. I mean, this is, I like separated my shoulder like one week before this all happened. So I'm not as active as I wish I could be right now, but um, people are going on walks, people are riding bikes. I talked to a guy yesterday, just bought a bike. Um, yeah. And so that to me is encouraging. That is a good of this. And I think those are the kinds of things that we can do. We played Monopoly yesterday. I mean, that probably wouldn't have happened. That's a long game. John Kellis and Rainer kept saying, when is it going to be over? Uh, <laughs> so that was a, that was a little too much for them. Yeah. I've noticed a lot of people being outdoors. Yeah. We live right near the silver comet trail and 
There's a ton of ton of activity. Yeah, more more than we've ever noticed. Yeah, out there. Same here. Neighborhood. I mean, I we, I've lived in the same neighborhood for seven years, and every night I say to Emily, like, who who are those people? Like, who is that kid? You know, because we're seeing new faces all the time. They're normally, I guess, stuck in their homes, but everybody's out and about now, which is good. It's a great community opportunity to reach out to people. Well, hey, we'll have more next week. I bet we'll still be talking about this. What a week it's been. Yeah, what a week. All right. Well, hey, guys, thanks for joining me on the inaugural episode of The Week. Thank you. It's good to be here. So for Blake Rogers and Josh Youssef, I'm Jason Dees. Have a great week.